0: Welcome to the Nuggets, Inc. podcast, presented by nobody. I'm your host, Matt Schubert, joined by a special guest today, Parker Gabriel, our Broncos reporter, filling in ably for Mike Singer, who's on Daddy Daycare. We talk about, of course, Jokic v. Ishbia, Jokic's 53-point masterpiece in the face of Jokic v. Ishbia, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, how do you stop him? Michael Porter Jr., what were you thinking on that transition three? The bench, the crowd, all that and more coming up next.
1: And we are
0: back for a special edition of the Nuggets, Inc. podcast following Game 4 of the Western Conference Semifinals. I'm your host, Matt Schubert. And we've got ourselves a sub today, super sub, coming in for our own Nikola Jokic, Mike Singer. He's in daddy daycare right now, taking care of his new uh, baby girl. We don't know her name, uh, but we think it's going to be a good one. Instead, we talk to Parker Gabriel, our Broncos man, coming in off the bench like Landry Shamet, ready to hit the corner threes that are presented to him. Parker, how's it going?
1: I'm doing great. Yeah, 6 man right here down in uh, down in Phoenix.
0: I believe you're, you're you're at the Taco House. Is is this correct? The Taco House,
1: yeah, yeah, that's right. That's so, right. the Taco House is something.
0: Yeah, that, that's your accommodations in Phoenix uh, for for the last few days. Uh, you, our photographer Aaron Ontiveros, and our columnist Mark Kisla uh, had pillow fights. I'm assuming uh, at night before <laughs> going to bed and and uh, doing your work.
1: This will go down as the last great accomplishment of Mike Singer before he became a dad was <laughs> reserving the taco house in Phoenix, uh, for the for games three and four.
0: Well, let's get to it. You were, you were at game three and game four, um, in Phoenix. And I mean, the thing that everybody's talking about is the little, what do we call it? Incident? I'm going to call it an incident. <laughs> altercation. But, altercation Incidents? incident, uh, between uh, Nuggets superstar, Nikola Jokic and Suns owner Matt Ishbia, by the way, Matt with one T. Never trust a Matt who doesn't put two T's in their name. I was
1: going to ask you as a two T Matt what your feelings on one T Matt's. I
0: I a one T Matt like get over yourself buddy. All right, like <laughs> w- what are you? You're you're special cuz you got one T now? Come on. This is this is a two T name. We all know it. You know it. Unless of course you're talking about a doormat. That one has one T, <laughs> but that but all right. Anyway, let's get get back to the uh, speaking yeah, of door- yeah, uh, yeah. speaking of doormats. There was a little bit of a, a kerfuffle, um, and um, I'll walk you through it. This is what I saw: um, Jokic blocks Aiton, I believe. Ball goes out towards the baseline in the corner. Uh, somehow, it ends up in the hands of the Suns owner Matt Ishbia, and Jokic. Um, it, it's going to be the Nuggets ball, uh, Jokic. Rushes over to try and grab the ball. Ishbia plays a little bit of defense, so he he tugs <laughs> a, he tugs away. This is a, a classic Pat Beverly situation here, and um, in the dust up, the ball uh, the ball goes fluttering away as Jokic tries to grab it away from Matt Ishbia, and he I, I don't know how to describe it really nudges Matt Ishbia with his forearm. Um, yeah, he kind of
1: like. As the ball went away, he Jokic kind of made it look as if he was reaching for the ball as it fluttered away, yes. and it just so happened that his he got uh, Ishbia with a little bit of an elbow. In I mean, he he got him in the chest with his
0: elbow. Sure, uh, and Ishbia sold it. Oh and- yeah, I
1: mean <laughs> he he played not much. He played for Tom Izzo at Michigan State, and uh, you and I both know, Matt. I I come from. Uh, big 10 country and that's that's flopping country they, they uh, love
0: like, taking yeah. charges there they they yeah. love uh, that's aaron craft uh, you you, you yep. name it yep. brad davison yep. yes <laughs> if you if you can sell a charge you do it in the big 10 and yeah, no doubt absolutely. no doubt matt ishbia uh did just that um yokich is assessed a technical uh is not kicked out of the game um, Matt Ishbia res- remains in his seat. He is the owner. <laughs> You're probably not... yeah. They did not. They
1: did not ask the guy who owns the franchise to, to leave the building yes. or relocate to a suite.
0: Something they did ask another guy, which is kind of funny. Like this guy sort of like caught astray in a way. Like he's he just happens to be involved. I'm not saying he acted uh, well. He didn't. But uh, I mean, th- clearly the two main characters here are, are Ishbia and Jokic, and then some other guy. Yes, gets tossed from the game.
1: With Isaiah Thomas somehow, like, <laughs> somehow surprisingly, but also very predictably just, like, right there as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. So uh, all the chatter afterwards is, uh, should Nikola Jokic be suspended? Um, there is a, a very tense uh, press conference that you're at. What Just describe to me what that scene was like post-game.
1: Yeah, it's kind of funny because I obviously haven't covered – The nuggets very much um but it doesn't take long being around the team to get a sense for jokic's personality and his sort of like sense of humor so there's this running gag apparently that jokic won't start his post-game news conference until he has a score sheet in front of him and so he sits down and there's no score sheet and he was like where's the score sheet and uh, he was sort of laughing about it um and then at the end, when he stood up, he said, "Oh, it's a pleasure as always." And he sort of laughed and 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 walked off. But in between those two moments, it did uh, get a little bit tense. And he 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 stood his ground basically on on what happened. And the thing that you know, he explained right away. He w- he he was defending himself. He explained what uh, happened from his perspective. That. Uh, you know the referee told him that he got a technical because he elbowed a fan and he's like but the fan touched me first and uh, he said i think i thought the league was supposed to protect players maybe not maybe i'm wrong about that and someone said did you know that the fan was the owner of the suns and he's and he said yeah i knew that it's not exactly clear if he knew that in the moment or I, if he just was aware of that by the time i he got, got the sense the i got the
0: sense it was the latter i that, yeah i that, think that's probably. That he probably didn't know it as it was happening, but but then right. somebody filled him in later on.
1: Yeah, that and that's that's the way it that's the way it read. He didn't say that specifically, but I, I, I agree with you on that. And then he said, but it doesn't his point, which Michael Malone made the same point before Jokic talked, Jokic's point was it doesn't matter who he is. If he's sitting in the front row, he's a fan and he can't interfere with the game, you know, whether he's the owner or just a, your random, you know, Phoenix hedge fund manager, or whatever. Um, and so the he said I, he can't impact the game. He had an impact on the game, and and the reason I'm not sure if this. I mean, I understand what Jokic is thinking. Part of what Jokic said that doesn't quite stand to reason, Matt, is he said, and he's done this before. He said. I, we had a five on four. A Koji was on the ground. We had a potential five on four, so I was trying to get the ball to inbound it. Yeah, good we can luck talk with
0: about that. that. Good luck with that. But
1: yeah. the thing, the thing that re- when it really got tense in the in the news conference, though, he explained it. He said someone asked him, "Are you worried about getting suspended or fined?" And he just said, "He, he said why? Why would I be worried about that?" And then he sort of like. Talk a little bit more about that, and then somebody—I'm not sure who it was—the person was behind me, and I didn't turn around.
0: Barry look. Bloom, I believe, was the yeah. Referee. Okay, so
1: Barry Bloom, our guy, uh, asked, "Why did you feel compelled to try to grab the ball? Couldn't you have just let the referee do that?" And that was when I mean, Jokic just sort of looked at him and was like, "What are what are we doing here?" Um, and that, and finally, eventually, after a good long look, he just said. That was when he said, a Akoji was on the ground. We had five on four. And at that point, <laughs> Nuggets PR get, gave the, uh, okay, no more questions about that, which, again, you know, nobody handled the situation perfectly. Um, but I think by that point, we had sort of covered the ground that was going to get covered with Nicola on the subject anyways. Uh, and so then a few more questions and away it went. But, yeah, he was – there was no – Wishwash with with Jokic man he was he he knew what he thought about it and he said it and that was all he felt needed to be said
0: oh and Michael Malone uh was maybe even more terse uh <laughs> yes he was with his comments uh, and it seemed like he didn't know that it was the owner until he was presented with that at the presser yeah unless he's playing like, it up unless he's playing it up
1: I he and even if he'd been apprised the fact that he went up there and said I can't believe Nicola was issued a technical just because some fan that was what he yes, said just because great. some fan yeah, felt the great. need to grab the ball was amazing. Yeah, yeah, and then he dropped a word not fit for the uh, Nuggets Inc. podcast in in expressing how little he cared um, <laughs> yes. that it was the Suns owner. So it was, um, yeah. He, I mean, the Nuggets. Everybody stood behind Ag. I mean, aside from aside from the colorful Malone response, I thought Aaron Gordon um gave one of the best usages of super lame that i've heard uh, and he knew i mean he, he knew he knew when we talked to him in the in the postgame locker room and it might have been because he was wearing like a similarly green bomber to the one that ishbia was wearing on the baseline so maybe they had talked about wardrobe or something before the game but um but aaron gordon said when he got asked about it i thought maybe the guys in the locker room would downplay it or say oh i don't i don't know i didn't really see it and and michael porter jr did say that I mean, basically said I don't, I don't really know what happened um in the post-game newser but ag said exactly what he thought which was you can't it doesn't matter if it's the owner you can't uh don't don't impact the game like that you know and then he just said i don't know why he did that just let the players play that's super lame um and i thought that was a nice wholesome way of describing the situation
0: so a couple of things um First off, uh, Matt Ishbia did release a statement on Twitter uh, this he morning, did. on Monday morning, basically saying, I'm just going to paraphrase, like, he sh- Nicole Jokic shouldn't be suspended or yep. fined for what happened. Nobody, nobody should yes. be suspended. Yes, which which I'm presuming means also Matt Ishbia, <laughs> um, yep. Yep. which yep. Our, our columnist said he should be suspended. I, I have to say... Um, I, I was glad that he he put that statement out. I, I to me that seems to be an in, indication that probably there is no not going to be a suspension. That if the other team isn't pressing for it, I don't think that the NBA is falling over itself to to impact a series in a in a way like this. Because you take Nikola Jokic off the the Nuggets, as we learned with his fifty three point tour de force in that we haven't even mentioned that by the way, yeah, fifty three right. points in that game. Yeah. Um, that it's going to be really tough for the the Nuggets to win a game, and I I just don't see the NBA doing that. Um, so the other thing I wanna I wanna ask you, and then I'll weigh in with my own opinions. Um, how much you blaming Jokic? How much are you blaming Ishbia for this altercation? Who who really is at fault here?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's not a hundred and zero. Um, I I really do think. I mean, when you watch it, like. Ishbia instigated it by grabbing the ball. And, and not ball letting go. If the, ball, if, if the ball comes to you, it doesn't matter who you are in the front row. Like, you're probably going to grab it. But, like, that's what you do with a basketball when it rolls to you. Yes. But, like, give it back, you know? Right. Like, there's no – I think if you take the sort of common man test to this, right? Like, if that had been just your random rich guy in the crowd, like, it – people would not be blaming Jokic, I don't think. And some would, like some Suns fans will or whatever. Like, that's fine. But, like, that's that's most of it. But I also think with Jokic, like, it's not – he's been in not exactly this situation before, but, like, it's not the first dust-up of his career. And if you play long enough, like, chances are you're going to be involved in some kerfuffle at some point. But the elbow – I mean – Look, Michael Malone talks all the time about KYP, you know, know your personnel. Like, don't put an elbow in the chest of a flopper and you know, <laughs> not gonna draw a charge. And I'm <laughs> that's that's a little bit of levity, but I, I do think like I think Jokic could have probably handled it better. I don't think it rises to the level of suspension, and I think Ishbia instigated it. Does that cover that sort of like Sure, sure. So, so it's what, what, not 100 and zero, it's maybe like uh 80-20, 70 75-25 something like that. Okay.
0: All right, I think that's fair. Um here, here's what I'll say. Um Madishpia almost assuredly is the instigator. Um I I have, you know, th- obviously this isn't NBA games, but I have been on the sidelines in basketball games covering games where the ball has come my way. And when it does, I immediately Pass the ball to whoever's nearby. <laughs> Just, yeah, I give yeah. it to them right away. Get the ball to
1: the Stripes, man. It's get a it, hot. Get it to it, the...
0: It's a hot potato, and I don't want it. Yeah. So you whoever's whoever's it. closest, here you go. Here's the basketball. So yes, Matt Ishbia did not behave well in that situation. However, can we stop pretending like there was going to be a five on four? If Nikola Jokic yeah, got right. the ball from Matt Ishbia, that wasn't going to happen. You see this happen. Uh, anybody who's watched NBA basketball uh, regularly, this is uh, a tactic that that players do all the time. They try to rush the ball and get a quick inbounds. Now, sometimes you do get a quick inbounds, but that's when all the players are on the court. In this situation, uh, one of the other, one of the Suns players, I believe it was uh, was it a Dacoci.
1: Akogi, yeah, yes.
0: josh, josh, yeah, Josh josh Akogi is on the ground, uh, basically in the seats because he's also had sprawled out over a photographer. Yeah, right. So um, if if Jokic gets the ball quickly and gets it to the official, because you always have to check at the official, that's the rules. Um, I don't think the official is going to be like, yeah, whatever, akoji, He's he's over on the sideline on the ground. We're just going to go ahead and play this five on four. Th- th- mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. The, the official's going to hold on to the ball, and he's going to wait for Koji to re-enter the court before before play resumes. I, I think that that there's uh, there's I've seen a lot of arguments basically saying like he was just starting a quick play. Sure, he was trying that. He was going to be unsuccessful. It wasn't going to happen. Um, all that being said, give the ball to Jokic. Jokic, give him. Yeah, it's like I don't I care. Think-
1: don't you think like I think Jokic, and I'm not saying that this like I, I don't think that this completely one hundred percent tracks because like if you're if you're watching on TV, it's like you're exactly right, Matt. Like that's not going to happen. You're not gonna get a five on four out of it. But I think that Michael Malone or Jokic's point would be like, right, but I should have the ability to see if the ref will allow it. Sure. I should be able to I should be able to grab the ball and throw it to the official and see if I can sort of like dupe them into getting us this five on four. That's not like, I mean, that's not the strongest argument in the world, but I think, I think it's plausible that that's where his mind was at. And it's also plausible that he went over there and said, I'm taking the ball from this guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because, well, uh I mean, he's the player. He's the one that actually handles the ball all the game. I I think, like, of all the things there, you know, again, and Jokic probably could have handled it just a tad bit better. But, again, this is the emotions of a playoff game. Uh, Who's going to handle this 100% correctly? Um, But if I'm putting odds or, or a percentage on the chance that they're going to get that five on four, it's probably point zero zero five. You know, like it it's so, yeah. it's yeah. so minute as to be moot. Um, so, so <clears throat> there is, there really is no situation where he actually needs to get that ball that quickly into to the official um, in real world situations. However, I understand why he tried to do it. And I also don't think he's wrong for trying to do it. Um, yeah. so yeah, if I'm if I'm going with blame pie here, um, to to go with your uh what you did, I believe you were at 80 20. Was that right? Yeah. Yeah. I might have
1: I might have hedged to 75 25. Yeah. I,
0: I think I think that's about dead on. Yeah. Um certainly much of more of the blame, the majority of the blame, uh, belongs with Ishbia. Jokic also could have done things a little bit better himself. So
1: it's going to be it's going to
0: be interesting to see Matt
1: like how it's something that like I don't think it didn't really escalate much, so like I don't the suspension would surprise me. It's a great series anyways, uh which we'll talk about, but like Ishbia just bought the Suns like in the past few months and he's got kind of a funny Denver connection because he put in a bid for the Broncos, uh my actual a beat um, when they were up for sale last this time last year, right. he's got a good reputation overall. Like I think the league was really happy to get him into the ownership group in, in Phoenix. And so like it's just gonna be I'll be curious to see like the reputational impact that it has. Obviously it's going to be talked about for like the rest of the series. but uh, long term, it'll be curious to see where, uh Ishbia falls sort of like in the ownership realm right like is it a Mark Cuban type situation or Balmer you know that kind of thing that's loud animated um or you know does he take a different approach so obviously that's a little bit removed from the Nuggets conversation over the long term but I feel like there'll be some Nuggets fans that will have an opinion for quite a long time going forward now with this guy.
0: One last thing I do want to note, uh, and it goes back to what we were talking about uh, with Ishbia saying nobody should be suspended for this thing. There actually is there there actually is, um, there, there actually is a precedent here to some extent. It's not really the same thing, but uh, we'll mention it anyway. There was a Golden State Warriors minority owner, uh, Mark Stevens, who was suspended sixty five games when he had contact with Cal Rowry. Now, that contact was much more blatant yeah and, yeah and directed entirely at this does not rise to that level um if if I'm the NBA I'm just saying like let's let's move on we'll find we'll fine Ishbia for what he did because what he did is is inappropriate and we'll just move on with our lives and play game five and and nobody will be talking well they'll still be talking about this but we can at least not have it impact the games moving forward yeah
1: yeah, or at least if it has an impact on the game, it's just to uh, elevate, to add one more uh, spice level to a series that already has become hot. You know, like it's, uh, especially after this happened uh, last night, like not only was the shot making and the just the level of play really pretty incredible, but man, Jokic then was mad. Like he played mad. And obviously it turned in a brilliant performance and, and 18 in the third quarter and all that, man. It was just like, he went off, he was already going off and then he really went off afterward.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's had a temper in the bat, in the past on the court, you know, he got kicked out of his last game and in, in, in 2021 uh, when uh, he went after Cameron Payne on a steal and he just really slapped yeah. at the ball really hard. Um I, again, just to put a bow on it, I, I just don't think this rises to the level of suspension. I don't even think Jokic behaved entirely all that badly, just could have handled it better. Yeah. Um, so, all right, let's get to the actual game, Um, and let's just get to, to Nikola Jokic's performance, 53 points. And yeah. on efficient. I believe 20 for 30 from yep. the field Uh, in that game, um, it's pretty clear that the Suns have decided we are going to single cover Nikola Jokic pretty much all the time. We're not saying yeah. we're we're not gonna bring help. We're gonna stay home on shooters and we're gonna just make Nikola Jokic score over and over again. And guess what? You do that and he will score over and over yeah. again. I mean it, it it was really incredible to watch in part because Devin Booker was also incredible. He was oh, ma- yeah. he was doing things that were nuts like double team on the perimeter. Oh, I'll just hit shoot this three then um and make it. And and Kevin Durant also fantastic. So it you know, Jamal Murray had his moments too, but it was really Jokic holding the fort down against two unbelievable superstars, one of whom, Devin Booker, is playing at a level I cannot remember anybody else playing at in terms of efficiency. He just what did he miss? Like eight shots this weekend? I it, it was nuts um 40 yeah
1: he was he was 30 yeah 34 of 43 from the field in 83 <laughs> points
0: over two games. that's that is insane that's a, and it's not like these are all layups yeah. like a lot of pull-up jumpers no. and it, like all sorts of different shots like he has so many different shots he can go to that he it just guarding him uh one-on-one is it's a problem uh, yourself you were in the building just tell me the atmosphere around that back and forth with Jokic and those oh. sponsors
1: yeah I mean the you know the first possession of the game
0: the footprint
1: you know this Matt is a great place to see a game yep. I mean it is loud it is loud from the start and then the very first possession of the game DeAndre Ayton who the crowd booed vociferously <laughs> in uh, game three fans are fickle yeah, has no problem. They have no problem getting on DeAndre Aiden here in the Valley of the Sun. But he had three offensive rebounds on the first possession of the night. And it eventually ended in a Booker turnaround jumper. And the place just like it went ballistic right from the start. And it, it was it was awesome. I mean, it was a great environment. And then, like you say, just the shot making ability of Booker and Durant. You know, Durant, like for the first three games, he scored, and he scored a lot, but like Denver really made it tough on him.
0: Inefficient. First- yeah, he was inefficient.
1: And he got it going from the field last night. And as good as Booker was, I think that Durant hitting, you know, 50% from the field, I think probably for the first time in the series. Um, and just his ability, you know, he, he hit the open looks that on Friday night and in Denver, you know, were not bad looking shots, but just didn't go down. Um, and that made a big difference. And then Booker, I mean, he's, you know, he's incredible. I mean, he was 14 of 18 last night. And the issue for Denver is, that they're giving him too much easy stuff. And then he just got so hot that now all the hard stuff's going into, you know, like, and Michael Malone, like you can see Malone. I I think I tweeted this last night. Like he, he said before, after game three, like we gave him way too much in transition. He scored 15 points in transition in game three, 15 of his 47. Um, and then he had eight transition points in the first half last night. I think he finished, I mean, double digits for sure. Um, and you can just like you can see Malone like wilt a little bit on the bench every time Booker pulls up at the free throw line in transition and gets like a lightly contested because it's just going. I mean, that's 90 percent, you know, that's that's yeah, he that's hits fantastic. those.
0: That's a that's a layup for Devin, Booker. yeah, they're, yeah, they're, that's um, like
1: that's like a wing three for Matt Sheward and Rec. Ball. I mean, <laughs> Every single
0: uh, you can ask Aaron. That's actually not the case. Uh, so um, <laughs> I, I, but in Jokic, I mean, what, it, oh. I'm unbelievable. He was hitting crazy stuff.
1: Yeah, he was the one that, the one that crested him over the 50 point mark, the bump fade away from the top of the key yeah. through a foul was, and, and everybody like Durant talked about it after the game, like uh, just marveled at the, his ability to, um, he's like, every time it goes up, I'm like, that's a miss. And then it it just goes in, um, you know, and, and Aaron Gordon was effusive in his praise. And so is Michael Malone, obviously. And the thing about the thing about it is you're exactly right. They are single covering him in the post and Monty Williams keeps talking about how you have to mix coverages up with him. And in the post, they just basically keep not occasionally they run an extra guy at him, but Really, they've just said, hey, do your thing down there and, and we're going to make that be the thing, you know, that that beats us. And and then when you end up with that situation, like, there does put a little bit of extra pressure on other guys. Like, Aaron Gordon averaged 19.5 over the two games in Denver. I think he made 14 of 21 or something like that in those two games. And he's 8 of 23 and averaged 10 a game here in Phoenix for two games. So... The most prophetic quote of the series so far was Bruce Brown on Wednesday before they got on the plane going to Phoenix. He said, role players play better at home. Uh, And he carved himself out of that quote and said, I'm a little different than that. I'm not a hoops expert. He played better the first two games than he has the last two games. Still did some good things here in Phoenix. I don't think he's been bad. The role Mm -hmm. player. Yeah, the role. he hasn't been bad. The role players have played better like the, the bench, the home team's bench has won every game in this
0: series right yeah uh,
1: they helped Denver win the first two they've helped Phoenix win the second two uh, we'll see what happens going forward
0: yeah certainly Um. I mean this game basically turned on the Nuggets deciding we're gonna double team Durant and Booker at the top mm-hmm. of at, at, you know at the three-point line and it led right. to wide open corner threes for Landry Shamet, and he credit to him he hit him if he if he yeah, had he a wide him. open yep. 3 he he made the wide open 3 and that was essentially the game at the end also one other moment and i'm sure nuggets fans <laughs> this is replaying in their head uh the nuggets get a, a turnover um and michael porter has the ball in transition and decides and this is I think like a minute left not, not much time left in the game three point yeah. three point game and he goes up for a transition three that is heavily contested by DeAndre Ayton from behind um probably not the shot you want in that situation
1: yeah, yeah and he pulled one in an almost identical situation not not um time and score but similar where he was the one bringing the ball up in transition um, on Friday night too. And it was a similar, it was offline, you know, he didn't make it. And then I, I think not surprisingly, a couple of possessions later when Denver was out running again, he didn't have the ball and they were able to find him on the wing where he's got his feet set. He's got his hands ready. He steps into it and he knocked that one down pure. So like, it's one of those where it's like he's such a good shooter that you don't want to put the clamps on him too much. Like they need more out of him, not less. They, you sure. know. But at the same time, like that was, I think that's that's obviously not a good shot in that in that moment, looking back on it. And it was interesting to me that there was a carbon copy of that bring up, kind of shuffle your feet and pull with the help coming from behind and also a guy in front of you uh, in game three, two, and both of them had the same result.
0: Yeah. I think just no time and score, you know, I I think just be aware of of what's going on uh, and who else is on the court and and what the situation is. Uh, I wouldn't place all the blame on MPJ at all. I mean, the, the Nuggets did get the ball back down three, with uh, a chance to tie the game again in the final minute, and I think you know it's about 30 seconds left, and uh, they, Jokic and and Jamal Murray just miscommunicate. Ball gets fumbled away, leads to a jump ball. Uh, the, the Nuggets' truthers will tell you that uh, DeAndre Ayton got away with a foul on that jump ball. Um, probably not wrong on that. Also, probably not a conspiracy to make the Suns win. Um, <laughs> Anyway, but the Suns the Suns win that jump ball and it's um game over. Uh, yeah. they they make their free throws at the end. Um it, it I want to say it was a tough loss for the Nuggets, but at the same time like they barely lost that game with mm-hmm. with Durant and Booker both playing lights out. Now, they didn't have Chris Paul for either one of these games. And right. the Suns were able to win with Cameron Payne as their starting point guard. That's that's significant. Um, but hey, four games, four wins by the home team. Uh, if we go by the uh, very trite uh, adage, uh, the series doesn't start until a road team wins a game. We haven't even started the series yet. Yeah,
1: it's been a pretty fun non-start uh, in that <laughs> in that situation. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I mean. You're right. You know, before the Nuggets got on the plane to to Phoenix, Michael Malone said, we haven't done anything. All we did was hold serve. And so if you take that, fans won't because that's not how, you know, fans view games. But uh, if you take that view of it, then Phoenix, all Phoenix did was hold serve. right? right? And so now you go back and and uh, game five is going to be a big one. I think the thing is, the reason why it feels different is. Because at this point, obviously, like Phoenix did get done what they needed to. They won the two home games. And when you see the way – like it's one thing to say role players play better at home. You know, maybe uh, Landry Schmidt does not knock down all those shots. Well, he's not Uh, doing
0: that again. I don't don't see him making six threes or five threes or whatever it is that he finished with uh, in a game. I don't see him doing that again. But the thing is, like you can see – like Booker's
1: game travels and Durant's game travels. And so you if they keep playing at the level they're playing at, I mean it, everybody knew this was going to be a competitive series, probably a long series. Uh, if those guys keep playing at the level that they've played at the last two nights especially, like it's going to be re- like it's going to be really difficult for Denver um, to to put these guys away.
0: One 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 counterpoint I have to that is the Nuggets controlled the two games that they won in Denver. They did. Um, and, um, the Suns, I wouldn't say squeaked out, but, but, you know, they, they had to work for it all the way to the end in both games to win games three and four. So, um, so yeah, if you get better games from, uh, Michael Porter jr. Uh, KCP, he, he started to come on in the second half of game four, but Mm -hmm. he was almost non-existent in game three. Um, I think he had like something like two points in thirty-four minutes or something like that, uh, and and then also and then part of that is the extension of Jamal Murray was just dribbling way too much in Game Three. Yeah, the ball needed to move. It's it did move uh, at the end of Game Four. They did. He, he and Jokic did some great things together in, in the fourth quarter, especially when they made that last run. Yeah, um, but you get that. And then um, maybe don't play Jeff Green. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe stop playing Jeff Green. It, it seems like uh, it hasn't really worked out with him on the floor.
1: Yeah. I mean, the bench, just in general, like obviously, you know, Malone will tell you, and it's you can, all you got to do is watch the game. That defense is really where Denver's got to sort of like right the ship here back at home. But Phoenix's bench – which you know, I remember reading. Like, didn't didn't Phoenix like send all their guys to Brooklyn or something for Kevin Durant? Yeah, they sent
0: ago? many. It's they, yeah. they They are not a super deep team. Although that being said, they've gotten decent minutes from like uh, you know Ross and yep. uh, T.J. Warren and and you know obviously Schmidt.
1: Yeah, so it was forty to eleven bench scoring last night. Yeah. For, forty to eleven. So that's you know, and again, like it's easy to say here, you know, on the day between games, like, well, they won't do that again in in Denver, but that actually has to. That actually has to happen, right? Like the, it can't be, you can't be minus 29 on the bench and live with Kevin Durant and, and Devin Booker having, you know, 72
0: combined. Right, right. I, I will say, uh, and you alluded to this, I think the Nuggets have done a really good job defending Kevin Durant. Um, yeah. Aaron Gordon in particular yeah, has, yep. has, has been, uh, I think very effective. Uh He had, uh, was like 37 or 35 in game three. And it was like an 11-for-30 shooting or something yep. ridiculous yep. like that. Um, yep. So uh, a lot of it was just he kept attacking the basket and drawing fouls, um, getting to the free throw line. Um, but I think, by and large, they've done a really good job on Durant. The, the problem is is figuring out Booker. And can he really yeah. keep up this pace? I mean, that, to me, <laughs> yeah. like I, I feel like at some point he's – gonna have a dud because he's a human being like there's just no way he can keep doing this but he just keeps doing it
1: yeah and if he goes like 14 of 25 uh in game five you're gonna be like wow they did a lot better on
0: him right (laughs) right (laughs) and it's still like a a fantastic game yeah yeah he's i have to say um my opinion of him um is is higher than it was four games ago uh he's really shown up in this series and he showed up in the last series too against a depleted Clippers team um but he's been incredible in this series and and Nikola Jokic you know if there was ever any doubt like can this guy put a team on his back and carry him yes there is no doubt about that. well yeah the two games I think it's I think it's easy to gloss over
1: especially with all the stuff that happened like The two games that he played here, I mean, Denver lost both, and Kevin Durant and Devin Booker were both spectacular. But, like, just think about what he did over, you know, 96 minutes here. Like, the first game he had 30, 17, and 17, the first triple-double in NBA postseason history to hit those marks, 25-plus points, 15-plus rebounds and assists. And then 53 and 11 assists.
0: Unbelievable. Unbelievable.
1: I mean that's you're when you're accounting for you know somewhere in the neighborhood of eighty to eighty five of Denver's one twenty four last night. Yeah, I mean that's
0: preposterous. It, it it was it was so incredible to watch, and I I have to say like I I've just enjoyed this series so much because yeah. because you've had these stars really like trade haymakers in a meaningful yep. way. Yeah, um, that that to me is what that's what playoff basketball is all about. It's I, yeah. I, I hate it when it's like some guy shrinks, you know, some guy mm-hmm. sh- shrinks under the glare of the playoff spotlight and and they end up losing because of that. I like it when it's two or three players rise to the moment and yep. just one happens to win because of, you know, this or that.
1: One of the subplots of the the last three and, and I thought kids wrote a really good column about this after game three. Is going to be Jamal Murray finding his place in that mix of superstars, right? Because he is, he hasn't played bad. He hasn't he hasn't played bad in no. the last two games. weren't bad, and he had really good moments. Like he got him off to a good start. He sort of sparked the late run they had last night. And at the same time, I'm not sure that he can. His approach can't really be blow for blow with Devin Booker, right? Like it's got to be he and Jokic finding their way to be the best version of their pair right um with supporting then,
0: cast comments. yes
1: yeah. yep yep and not just you know you get a bucket I get a bucket and here we go and that's uh you know that's that's what makes the series great I mean there are different kinds of superstar pairs um and they're both playing fantastic basketball through the first four games
0: yeah it's been such a fun series I I've, I I think it's you know, looking at the other uh, Western Conference semifinal, which a uh, pair of blowouts and a good game, um, I feel like the winner here, the winner of this series, is going to have a, a really good path to the finals. Um, that, that you're going to, one, you, you will have survived an absolute battle. Right. Uh, where a team has pushed you to a higher level. Um, and two, you're going to have home court advantage against a team that, is going to survive an absolute battle on the other end, um, and a little bit older, little yep. not not quite the same.
1: Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I thought KCP last night in the locker room um, talked really briefly before he before he headed out, and he said flat out, no bones about it. He said, "We're making it out of this series," and I think that gives you an idea of. I mean, like we'll see. Obviously, it's not going to be easy but I think that gives you almost like a preview of what the reward for making out of the series would be. And it's like, if you get through this one, yeah, there's more tests ahead, but like this will one way or another, whoever comes out of this series will have had its metal tested um, big time. And, and that sets you up good going forward.
0: Any sense for, uh, Chris Paul and when he might be back in this series it seems like it he's destined to at least miss one more game at least right that's what it
1: feels like um especially with the pace of the series accelerated now every other day you know from from uh game starting last night so um yeah I don't know I guess I'd be surprised um I don't I don't know for sure but Monty Williams didn't even really like he hasn't tried to obfuscate at all so far as to you know, Chris's availability, Chris Paul's availability. So like typically, like if they try to list him as questionable or whatever, going forward, like at least, you know, that, that it's maybe in the realm of possibility, but there hasn't really been a, a peep about like, Oh, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's uh, game four. There was none of that. Like he was just out for these two games basically. And then, uh, you know, we'll see going forward, but what they, what they've done without him the last few games have been, been pretty impressive.
0: I think his absence shows up more in Denver. Um, yep. Not to just state the obvious, but it's just, you know, say what you will about Cameron Payne. He's a fine player, but put him in a road circumstance and I don't see him responding the same way Chris Paul would. Yep. That's yeah, we're going to find out, but I,
1: I tend to agree with you. <laughs>
0: yeah. So um, we've got the uh, next game is is Tuesday. Uh, another 8 p.m. tip. Thanks a lot. NBA. I'm real happy with that. Yeah, yeah we we just love those 8 p.m. <laughs> tips. Um and um if I'm if I'm handicamping this, I still say uh the Nuggets are the favorites to come out of this thing. They've got two of the three at home, obviously. Yep. They're a great team at home. Uh the uh as you mentioned, speeding up the uh the breaks in between games is going to favor the Nuggets. They're the deeper team. Um, that being said, I think this might be going to seven games.
1: It feels like, I mean, it feels like it at this point. It's just one of those where you just, and you wonder too, like you play out the situation either way. Okay. If Denver wins game five, you know, like the nuggets are then scrapping for their lives again. Um, you know, in game six back here on Thursday night. But if you flip it, like if Phoenix were to get game five tomorrow night in Denver, the way that Denver has hung in in the two games here gives you reason to believe that with their backs against the wall in game six, they could, they, it's not beyond a realm of possibility. that They then find a way to sort of like break serve back. So it just feels like a seven gamer at this point, Um, you know, assuming that everybody's healthy and available and not suspended and, that both owners are attending the game in their way that he's <laughs> sees fit and all of that. Uh, yeah, it's got the it's got the feel of a, of a long one.
0: Is Stan Kroenke sitting uh, center court for next game, ready to snatch a ball at a moment's notice?
1: We I don't know I don't know about courtside. We saw him briefly uh, after after game three. He was impressed, as everybody on the planet was, with Booker's forty seven point performance uh, uh, coming out of the Nuggets' locker room in the in the tunnel. But I did I did not see where his uh, seat was for game four.
0: All right. Well, I can't wait for game five. I, I've, like I said, I've enjoyed this series. I'm sure you're excited too. Um, and, uh, gotta say, I felt like, uh, you knocked down your corner threes today. I this this, you, oh, d- you, thank you, you, you were Landry Shamet. You brought hey. us home.
1: Yeah. Uh, if there's a corner three that needs knocking down, you better believe, I don't know if it's going in, but I'm putting it up. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, We will be back here again sometime soon, maybe with Mike Singer. Who knows? Uh, It's uh, he's he's only a few days into fatherhood, and uh, from everything I understand, uh, that that's uh, that's a bit like going through a seven gamer. That that's a tough seven game series. You're you're going to take some bumps and bruises.
1: You're going to take some bumps and bruises. Then maybe he's got like a short minor league baseball stint in him. And eventually he'll be
0: back. All right. Well, Parker, thanks for joining me. Uh, Had a great time doing this Uh, Game 5 Tuesday Gonna be great Gonna be great Turn around